it's the first podcast of first episode of our podcast. Wanna intro the name? Not another girl talk. Brought to you by Brie and Tay. We are here live. Our first episode, the Gate the Wrong Girls podcast, because who knows? <laughs> who knows where this is about to go? But I am definitely excited and grateful that I have a friend that wanted to start a podcast. I feel like I want to start everything, though. Like... But that's always just been our dynamic is you want to do something? Yeah, let's do something. You want to try something? Yeah, let's try something. So it doesn't really matter, I guess, where this goes, left, right, up, down. Like, we're just here for the ride right now. So I'm not against it. Facts. I am so excited. So I guess we should start off with just getting to know us, who we are, what we do, what we like to do, things like that. Um... Who am I? I am a person that just finished a really big chapter in my life. Moving back from California has been a very big uh, transition. Haven't seen my podcast friend in three years when it comes to seeing somebody on a daily basis. So this is very new. We're new people. Um, I'm digging the person that I'm getting to know all over again. And, you know, I'm both from Portsmouth. Went to middle school together and, you know, I switched from private school to public school and I didn't realize how big of a deal that was, but it it really added to my personality and my confidence, things like that. What do I do right now? Uh, Graduate from law school with JD MBA. Yay. Torture for the last four years, but we're almost done. In the middle of bar prep, you know, people are like, why are you recording during your bar prep? Because... I don't have anything else to do, you know, except study. So that's a very, very bare bones. Oh, if we're going to toss out Zodiacs, let's just toss them out. Let's air it out. (laughs) I'm a Leo. Leo Sun, Aries Moon, Sagittarius Rising. Yes, we are all about the astrology on this podcast. If you can't get with it, you got to go. And, yeah, that's, that's me on a basic level. I feel like that was, that was a nice summary. Thanks. Captured who you are as a person for sure. Um, I guess I'll start where you ended. Start with Zodiac. Um, so I am a Gemini sun, a Virgo moon, and a Capricorn rising with an asterisk. I'm not sure. Capricorn or Aquarius, but it's definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. And it's feeling like Capricorn craziness. Um, but I'm Brianna. I am currently in medical school. I'm to start my third year. Um, rotations, getting to the hospital, getting to the fun part. Um, I've been living in Maryland for, what, like five years now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, blows my mind. It feels like just yesterday we graduated from undergrad. <laughs> but it really has been that long since we've been together in the same space physically. Um, and I'm so glad to have Taylor back, starting a new chapter of our friendship of our lives and just um, getting to know each other again in a different way. It's been refreshing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm interested in as far as medicine, maybe pathology, OBGYN, but again, like options are open. I just like to try new things. So I'm sure something will pique my interest for sure. 
Yes, we love an open-minded med student. I feel like a lot of y'all come in there and know exactly what you want to do, but that's just professional school period. Like everyone thinks they know this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do all my life, and then they get into it, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's harder when you come in with, like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I feel like at that age, a lot of people start thinking about that in professional school. Like, you're still really young, mm-hmm. and it's hard to commit to a lifestyle without really knowing who you are as a person. So it's interesting. Um, in both of our fields, we have options fortunately it's not even if you do decide on one thing you can still kind of move around and um really find something that interests you and ignites your passion and all of that stuff so exactly 100 percent. yeah and then i guess back to how we met you started it off i did i popped it off i will throw it out there that when i first met brie i didn't really care for her um i didn't have anything against her I had nothing against her in the sense of, like, she was going to be my enemy. I think it was just, like, off-putting because my brother, his guy best friends were always at our house, like, every weekend back in middle school. And so, obviously, her name gets tossed in the conversation when they're talking about girls because, mind you, we went to private school, and these were, like, the four black boys of the school. And so they did not have a lot of black women options. So like now you have this new this new black woman coming in and everybody's like, oh, like I'm trying to get with Brie. I'm trying to get with Brie. I don't really remember what MJ's perspective was. It don't matter. <laughs> um, I don't even really think it was really him and Rye that I remember the most. It was mostly our two other compadres. Mm-hmm. But um, so I got to hear a lot about her through them. I didn't really develop a relationship with her because we were in different grades then. So I skipped 11th grade, and that's how me and Bree ended up going to UVA at the same time. But back then, I was I was just a seventh grader, just a little, you know, just a little bean in the middle school, a little nerd, <laughs> had my own crew. So she just was somebody that I was like, oh, this is like friend of a friend or a connection through other people. So I don't really foresee us having um, the friendship that we have now. I could have never told you that day when I first met her. Would have never guessed. No, me either. It's crazy, though, that you talked about that experience of um, being one of few blacks <laughs> in a private school and having that experience of, like, a new girl, a new black girl coming in. Because mm-hmm. I definitely had that myself as well. Um, even after I was in private school, it was like, who's this new black girl? It's like, ooh, all the guys are, like, drooling over her, all of this stuff. But it's literally because we didn't have many options and it did create not like a rivalry between the black girls but it was just kind of like intimidating at first mm-hmm. so I can definitely relate to that but like she said we we just weren't that close we were in different grades um her brother was like more who I considered my friend back in grade school and it wasn't until we went to UVA that we became friends and even in the beginning I would say it was just like yeah, she's my, she's my friend's little sister, mm-hmm. like, that sort of thing. But, like, I knew, like, regardless what, like, we would have each other's backs and things like that. And it just, it just naturally progressed, and we just have literally become the best of friends. I'm so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. We have to have a, we'll, we'll definitely have an episode about Blacks at UVA, because that was a very interesting space. Um, but what I will say is that when I first started at UVA, I wasn't really, um, I was in the black community, but I wasn't 
in it, you know, like those were not my go-to people every single day. I really just embraced the people that were around me. And I was the only black person, the only black woman in my suite because I was in a suite style um, place. And so my roommate was Caucasian. Most of my suite mates were Caucasian or they were Asian. And so it wasn't a bad thing. It was just like a, I connected with the people that were beside me every single day first Mm -hmm. and then kind of got to the black community in my own way later. And I I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. It was hard transitioning in. And I think it was because, you know, you just, black people are interesting. Boozy black people are very interesting. And so you just never know like what you're going to get when you meet somebody. And so I just stuck close to the people that were around me. And that's just like also a personality trait of mine. So our friendship coming into UVA really like shocked my brother. It shocked all the North Collegiate people because they were kind of like, how, when, and then, like, y'all talk about each other all the time. Like, it just, nobody predicted that, like, we'd be sitting here recording a, a podcast for you. Like, it just wasn't in the cards back then. Yeah, even to this day, they'll, they'll still say it to us. Like, I just can't wrap my head around it. I'm like, what do y'all mean? Like, of course, <laughs> we were going to, like, take each other in. Like, right. that's just kind of the camaraderie that we had um, back at Northville Collegiate. It was like, you're, you're black, you're my brother, you're my sister, whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we used to fight like siblings. We still do yes. sometimes. Like, it's just all love. So regardless of anything, it's, it was kind of in the cards, I guess. But I'm glad the way that it turned out um, has blossomed into something. Right. Um, I was going to say something. But it's kind of gone. ADHD moment. <laughs> Oh, I was going to talk about siblings, Um, just kind of, again, getting to know us and things like that. She did bring up MJ. Mm -hmm. So how many siblings do you have? Where do you fall? Okay, three siblings. I'm the second of the four, but I'm the oldest daughter. Um, I got two little sisters. They are four and six years younger than me. So, like, there's a gap there, but we're all very close. Um, I think I have good developing relationships with each of them individually. Um, when it comes to us as a unit, though, we we always have each other's back. There's no question about that. And, like, we're definitely that family where we're going to talk a lot of shit to each other. But if somebody on the outside talks shit, then it's like, oh, no, no, no. You, I can say that, but you can't say that. And so now we have to unite against you. And I hate that for you. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be against them. Um, nah. I haven't been on their bad side, and I won't be. So... <laughs> Just a warning for anyone out there. Do not mess with the Massies. Facts. They'll fuck you up. <laughs> I have two older brothers. Um, there's a very big gap between us. The youngest one is 14 years older than me. And the oldest one is uh, 16-ish years older than me. I'm not really sure. They used to lie to me about their ages. So, like, I'm, like, just now grasping, like, how old they actually are. Um, which is crazy. We have different moms, but that never really made a difference for, for any of us. They're my siblings. Mm-hmm. So they die. Um, it's interesting, though, that kind of like growing up, we didn't have that, that tight sibling relationship just because we're going through totally different life changes at different times. But since I turned 18, we have gotten so much closer, and it's good getting to know them. Um, as adults and them getting to know me as an adult. Um, it's been interesting 
lot of highs and lows. It's been a little roller coastery, but I mean that's what siblings do, and it's all love at the end of the day. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We wouldn't say the stuff that we say to our siblings to our friends. Exactly. That's facts. Unless we want our friends to become family. So that's hmm. <laughs> that's an interesting one. <laughs> I think a whole episode will be dedicated to, to friendship. Oh yeah. Um, it's been a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a friend group, um, six of us from UVA that have kind of like stuck together. Um, but again, with life changes and things like that, um, ups and downs, mm-hmm. falling out, things like that, getting to know each other again. Um, so that's been interesting since Taylor's been back. <laughs> yes. I think that when I came back, I had this idea in my head that like, some things will be the same, but I expected a lot more things to be different. And then when I came back and it felt like the things that I wanted to be different weren't, I um, had a hard time transitioning. I think I'm still transitioning kind of back into our friend group. You know, we all, we come together, but now we all, because we're mature, we have other friends and we have other dynamics with other people. And so when we get to this point where it's like, okay, we're coming all back together it's like, who are you? You know, what do you like? What do you, what do you do? What's, what makes you smile? Like, I feel like I have to date all of my friends right now and and tell them more about me. Exactly. I think um, getting older, it's important to like be more intentional about your friendships and things like that. And that's something I learned from Taylor. A thousand percent is, um, being intentional in relationships, period. But for me, that's translated to friendships kind of first and foremost, because I feel like as women, we put a lot of emphasis on relationships with men. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes that intentionality needs to transfer over to our friendships the same way. Um, Because they're just as important. Um, Everyone's different. Things that make us tick, different traumas, things like that. So it's important to get to know the people that you care about and that you spend a lot of your time with, honestly. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that, you know, moving back, um, naturally in a group of six, you're going to have some people that you're more connected to. It just happens. The group's big. So, and naturally as human beings, we just, we're better one-on-one or Three is a crowd, doesn't really get much bigger than that. And so even like at UVA, a lot of times I spent more time with probably Brianna and um, Kiara in our friend group. And it was just because we kind of had the same schedule. We did the same recreational activities. And so we just kind of naturally ended up spending more time together, which naturally got us closer. But coming back, you know, from being away from everybody for three years, I was like, you know, I don't just want that naturally with everyone else. If I got to work it, make it artificial, you know, fix it for myself with everyone else, then that's what I want to do. But that shit is a process. It is a process. It's big of you, though, um, to even want to do something like that. Um, It just shows how big your heart is, for sure. So... What else is up? Why did we start this podcast? What is our vision for it? Um, Where do we want it to go? I think, you know, we started this. It didn't even, like, start as a joke. I think it just started as one of those, like, impulsive things that Brianna and I do together. It was kind of like a, 
that would be such a great idea. <laughs> like, we're very both into podcasts. We share podcasts. We share, like, sermons on YouTube and stuff to each other. And so it was like, naturally, if we're sharing, we should create. And right. so, you know, two professional people saying that they want to do something creative is wild because we don't really get that space. Um, and a lot of people just want us to talk about what we do and how to do it, how to work the system, blah, 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 blah. But there's more to us. And I think Brianna and I have made it a, like a goal, a motivation, aspiration to still be humans outside of our professions. And so this is what this is for us. Like we just get to be who we are on the weekends, you know, who we are after five and <laughs> who we are when we let our hair down. You know, a lot of times I probably won't use my government name up here just because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And I just, you know, I still have my professional world. I still have to go somewhere at 9 a.m. So if you hear me, you know, reference as Slayler, if I'm referenced to as Melanin Monroe, those are all like just names to kind of keep people off their toes in terms of like who I actually am. But you will know my personality. So that's what it's all about for me. Love that. Yeah, I feel like as professional people in professional schools, you just graduated, it's like, have this idea of who we are mm-hmm. and we are so unconventional yes. <laughs> in the career paths that we have created. <laughs> we can be out sometimes and talking to people and they're like, wait, you're a lawyer. Wait, you're in med school. Like, right. huh? And I'm like, yes, I can, I can do it all. Mm-hmm. I really can. Um, so this is like she said, a creative outlet. Um, something that we've both realized is that we are creative people mm-hmm. and because of the careers we've kind of chosen for ourselves it's so easy to get boxed in and kind of lose that side of yourself so this is this is our attempt at being more creative um finding a way to get our thoughts out because um, i think we do have some really good some really good things that we talk about sometimes we do um, that yes. are interesting and i think people will enjoy hearing it and if not don't really care we'll still talk anyway right (laughs) that's not gonna stop (laughs) we will still talk anyways but i'm i'm really excited um starting a podcast is something that i've wanted to do for a while um but i just i can't sit and talk for an hour like i just can't do it by myself i need someone to talk to (laughs) and just the way that our conversations go naturally we a lot of times are like wait this would be a great podcast or someone has to hear what we're talking about. Or mm-hmm. This is a great perspective. And a lot of things we've worked through as well um, are things that I think people need to hear, the processes that we go through. Um, we're very open with each other and kind of like with the world, vulnerability is a thing that um, I think is something we both share. Mm-hmm. So it's refreshing to have that perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, Brianna and I both have a lot of mentees. Um, Just naturally, they come to us and we have a very hard time telling people no, (laughs) Um, which is not the end of the world. But it's just like, um, but the way that we do mentorship is probably a little more unconventional than the usual. I'm not here to tell my mentees to go to law school. I'm here to tell you to do it if it's something that you truly want, um, something that you're motivated to do. You shouldn't go to law school if you don't know why you're there, because you will learn in your first year of school. If you don't know why you're there, it's gonna, they're going to take you out. That's what these professional schools do. They're here to take you out. They're here to only let the strong survive. And so I got to keep my mentee strong by being real and being honest and like showing them that like you can't be strong all the time. There are times where you're going to feel like an imposter. Or you're not sure and you, you're undecided. And it's like, one, don't rush. And two, just 
it's going to be okay because I'm always going to be honest with you. I'm always going to tell you what you need to do, but I'm not always going to tell you what you want to hear. Exactly. And that's, oof, that's a good one. The delivery of that Mm -hmm. is something that we've been working on because um, it's hard to keep it real with people sometimes. Yes. Um, Egos get in the way, um, whether it's ours or others. It's just, it's a very touchy thing sometimes, especially Mm -hmm. when you care about people and they care about you. You don't want anyone to take it personally. Um, so that's something that we both have been working on is delivery. Yes. You can keep it real with people, but if you don't say it the right way, you'll never be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll never get through to that person. So mentorship, keeping it real. Um, we have a lot of things in common as well, but we have different perspectives on it. Sometimes, sometimes similar perspectives. All things that we plan to dive into Music, mental health, relationships, family, school, like you name it. Yeah, we're going to touch on all of it, but it's only to help you. It's never to hurt you. And sometimes, like I said, there's going to be stuff up here that we say you might not agree with. You might not fuck with it. That's okay. You know, I'm, I'm not here to please you. I'm here to, as a human, connect with you as a human on the other side that's listening and I just want you to know that you're not the only ones going through something. And, um, hey, we're all in this together. <laughs> we are. It's so crazy to think about that. Like, the people that are going to listen to this mm-hmm. <laughs> have their opinions and things like that. Um, but I'm not really worried about that too much. Mm-hmm. I just think it'll be a good way for us to, like you said, show our other side, show that we are human because a lot of people – tend to put us on pedestals um, yes. just because of the things that we've decided to do in our lives. And we don't do them for the accolades. We mm-hmm. don't do them to get praise. These are things that we have literally just been felt called to. Um, and sometimes we have days where we're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, right. it's not it's not worth it. I'm not happy or whatever. But that's, that's just... That's part of the process, honestly. And um, I have no doubt that wherever we end up, whatever we end up doing, we'll be happy because we're just the type of people that we have to follow our passions. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't live in a space of complacency or settling. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. And that goes from all the way from relationships to career, everything that we do. We do it with purpose, mm-hmm. um, which is hard sometimes, especially in the mundane things when it gets very boring, like studying for the bar or studying for step. It is no fun at all. But um, things like this ignite our passion again, yep. um, keep us going or distracted right. <laughs> if necessary. Healthy. Exactly. No, it really is. It really <laughs> is healthy to have outlets like these and and friends that are willing to talk. So there might be some special guests. I'm here for the guests. I am too. Excited about that. <laughs> they just better be on time. Have to be because one thing about Taylor, <laughs> she won't play about time. No. And I, I got the rap of being the late friend. I don't know how in her <laughs> mind I am the late friend, but I'm not that bad compared to the rest of our friends. I'm like in the middle-ish, I would say. See, UVA was a very interesting time because like... I never lived with our friends. So that's, that's always, wild. I have always been the friend in the group that like, I was there, but I wasn't. Yeah. But like when I was there, 
you knew I was there. Mm-hmm. There was no secret. There was no hiding. It's like Taylor's here, so everyone get get your shit together, <laughs> like, get your outfits together, get your watches on because she's going to cause a scene in the group chat if you are even five minutes behind schedule. And the thing is. When you can see your friends, it's like, I know who's actually the slow one. It wasn't really that Brie was like late. She was just taking too long to start drinking and I would be ready. You know, I'm, I walk in, I'm fully dressed because I have to be. I don't live there. So it's like, I got to be ready to go. But I come in and I'm like, no one wants to drink with me because everyone's like showering and flat ironing their hair. And it's like, I'm just going to bully her and to start drinking. She doesn't really have a choice. So, like, she would be doing her makeup, and I would just walk in her bathroom with, like, red Solo cup and be like, all right, I'll see you in 15 minutes to Literally. check on it. It's still full. Making me <laughs> take shots, force your drinks down my throat. I'm just trying to get dressed. You know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a little drink while you're getting ready, but I had to make sure my makeup was done first, at least, because I can't be out here looking crazy doing my makeup drunk. <laughs> The whole time, I would be lit and have to do everyone in the room's <laughs> lashes. No one could put on strip lashes back at UVA. It was like Very a, true. get in line. All right, whose turn is it? And then I'm like, okay, you want me to do your lashes, but you're running late. I don't even <laughs> want to do your lashes. Now exactly. you're about to piss me off. <laughs> I'm halfway out the door and you talking about some lashes. Like the Uber is on the way. What do you mean? <laughs> I still believe them about that, though. I was already yes. thinking about, like, oh, my birthday's next month. If I plan something and these people even try to be late, don't come. This, like, that is the rule. You might as well just not even leave the house. This, I'll see you another day. This is very on brand. Like, <laughs> don't even have plans yet, but she's already, like, bullying us to be on time. So, <laughs> I will. I, I, I can't even say I've gotten better. It's very hit or miss for me. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm never, I'm never like super late. That's one thing about me. I hate, I actually do hate being late. So I appreciate it when she does come with the, with the heats. <laughs> just for the slow ones. And see with Brianna though, I can tell just off how she answers the phone because she's the only one that I actually like call when we're about to do something. So today we had to obviously get here by 11. I call her. She, we agreed last night. I would call her at nine because I already knew. They ain't no way, ain't no calling her when I woke up because I woke up at six today. Oh, yeah. So I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna give her an extra 15 minutes. I call her. She is still in the bed and has that you woke me up out my sleep voice. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna slow down what I'm doing on this side of the water and I'm gonna get to her around 10. And I bet she'll be ready. <laughs> greatly appreciate it. I was literally, I woke up like around like eight, no, it was like nine, it's like 905. And I looked and I was like, oh, Taylor hasn't called me yet. So I'm setting an alarm. I did set an alarm still. I set an alarm for 930 and she called me like in between. So that was like my little power nap in between like really getting up. But I got up before 930 and we made it here on time. We did. We did. Parked and everything. <laughs> Lovely. I'm so weak. But um, when you were talking, it just reminded me of something that I do and I've always admired about you is that you are an individual first and foremost. Mm. Like this girl moved to California right after graduating from UVA and, and kind of like created her own her own world out there. And it was just inspiring to see um, and now kind of like reflecting back on our friendship and kind of like the path that we've gotten, the path that we've gone on to get here, it Mm -hmm. it is definitely a theme in you that you are an individual, but you were more than willing to connect with anyone. um, And I've seen you do it in amazing ways. So it's something I definitely admire about you. 
I appreciate that. I feel like as being an individual in this friend group, it's also like I have to remember that there's still a togetherness when we are together. And so when I do choose to move across the country or I keep joking with Brianna and I'm like, I just moved to Maryland, but I don't know. I could pack up my stuff and get out of here. Always threatening me. (laughs) She's like, you just got, like, you just got here. I just met Pino. Pino's my dog. And like, she's like, you just got here. I'm like, I know, but you know, when something doesn't necessarily feel permanent, you, I learned you don't challenge that feeling anymore. You know, when I first moved to California, I lived in Oakland right beside Lake Merritt, but I knew when I walked in that apartment, I said, this is temporary. Yeah. This lease is for one year, one year only. And I got out of there. I didn't even ask my parents for their advice. I didn't do nothing. I just moved. Yep. And my dad was like, your address is not the same that it used to be. What did you, <laughs> what did you do to that? And I was like, I packed up my stuff and I got out. Like I, I went somewhere else. It's nicer. It's warmer where I'm at and all this stuff. He was like, oh, okay, you know. All right. I can't do nothing but say okay now. (laughs) (laughs) No choice. It's crazy, though. When that intuition comes, it's just, like, loud and clear. There's no moving it. There's no no convincing, no nothing. It's just like, this is what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. and it's getting done. Yeah. I mean, we'll have a more, like, full Zodiac. Uh, We'll go into our charts a little bit for you guys, for the people that really love that stuff. Um, Because Brianna and I not only have, like, been trying to figure out why it— not, we know we connect. We want to know why. Right. We want to know where it comes from and then also how to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been very deep diving into our own charts, putting them together, reading. And, like, we learned a lot, you know, yeah. this little bit of time, just how we truly are, like, yin and yang. Um, our charts fully show that. And yeah. something that, like, I get from Brianna a lot is that although both of us can be impulsive, she tends to be more grounding. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because we both, have air in our charts, but I have more fire where she has more earth. Right. And so sometimes if, if my impulsivities go too far or she knows I'm quick to make a big decision mm-hmm. and, you know, look back at it later and learn from it, I don't necessarily say I regret it. It's just more like a, maybe I should have taken more time. Exactly. So when I want to cut people off <laughs> or if I'm like, this man is stressing me and I don't think it's worth it, she's like, slow down a little bit. Just oh, wait. <laughs> Quick with the scissors, man. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did we get here? <laughs> Let's take a half a step back and just, just pause the scissors. Put them away, okay? But it's fine. It's it definitely is a balance. And um, I think actually, I know it's funny that she said that I'm the more grounding source. I know that since Taylor has moved back, I have been more grounded. Um, and that just comes with friendships and having someone that you know that you can rely on. Um. It's big, and she. It's something that I've been working through. Is being able to ask for help um, and things like that. And so, her being here has allowed me to ask for help in ways that I know I'll get it. Um, so it's not as risky or scary. Mm-hmm. And in that, I've been trying to show up the same way for her because it's it's hard to ask for help. Being the strong friend, being the one that people rely on, it is extremely difficult, but um, it's rewarding and. You get just as much from getting helped as you do helping others. Yeah. And fun fact, you know, I'm actually the youngest in our friend group. I'm actually the youngest in a lot of my friend groups. I just I just thrive around older people, you know. I have friends that are in like their thirties and forties and we'll just go. We're just out. (laughs) And they're like, How old are you again? I'm like, "Eh, does this really matter? You know, we're here. Let's just like enjoy the moment. But 
Everyone's so quick to be like, oh, my God, you're a baby. She is. How old are you? We didn't say that. Mm. But I have to tell. Yeah. All right. She's talking about you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's my Kobe year. Uh, uh, Mamba year. I am 24. I will be 25 very soon. And it doesn't scare me at all. I feel like since I've been back, I've had to talk to our friends and be like, y'all, we're not old. Mm. Like. We are not old. Why are y'all trying to make us elderly? I was like, I cannot wait to be in my 30s and have stability and a credit score that doesn't jump 14 points every month for so better or for worse. It's, I mean, you're right. It's sounding more appealing now, but I, I'm 26 now, but when I was about to turn 25 and like all of 25, I hated it. I did not want to turn 25. Not at all. Not even. A, I was literally having a crisis. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just had an idea of who I wanted to be by 25 um, and things that I wanted to work to. But obviously COVID just kind of like threw a wrench in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health threw a wrench in everything. Um, medical school threw a wrench in everything. So yes. it was just a lot going on at that time. Um I just was not happy, um, but took some work settling into it and just like being happy with where I was, regardless of of the growth or where I wanted to be, things like that. I finally was able to sit down and like really like chart out kind of like who I want to be going forward. And after 25, I was like happy ending 25. Um, it was a good it was definitely a good year and tons and tons and tons of growth. So. I think hopefully that'll be the last like age that I'm like terrified of. I don't know. <laughs> 30 might be a little scary for me as well, but it's okay. See, I was going to say pray for Brie when she turns 50. If we're, if we're oh, out no. doing speaking engagements and she's 50 and she's just going through something in the corner, we just got to let her do that. No, I don't want to think about 50. I don't want to think about it. That's going to be such a beautiful time. I mean, it's not here yet, but it's such a beautiful time. I'm glad it's not here yet. Yeah, it me too. In the blink of an eye, I swear. No, for real. We have to enjoy these. These are the days that we're going to be like, I remember when I was 25 and I was out here and I was doing this and that. And our kids are going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You didn't do nothing. Yeah, we're we're going to have some wild stories for our kids. But that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like our parents have wild stories that they don't share. And that actually, like, blows my mind. Especially because both – so my mom and my dad, they went to UVA. And I'm like – if I had this experience, there's no way y'all weren't out here doing crazy stuff mm-hmm. in these little Charlottesville streets. And her parents still like to party, so yes. I know they're wilding out. Yes. <laughs> my dad. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, it's 4th of July weekend. I can't imagine. He's probably having people coming over to swim, like, every day cooking. Uh, I'm so weak. Wait, this just, just reminded me, my dad. So my dad and Taylor have a interesting relationship. My dad is a certified hater, but it's okay. I'm sorry if you hear this, dad. Big mouth. <laughs> it's all love, though. It's so funny because uh, one of our good friends lives next to Taylor. Um, they're neighbors, and one of their crazy parties that they were having, one of their neighbors, just she just wasn't happy about it, and so she you know, was, like, rinse, like, fan, like, ranting, excuse me, ranting to my parents um, about the party, and my dad comes home and he was like, wait, weren't you supposed to be at that party? And he's like, 
yes, my friend Taylor. And so it's funny that like even recently he just like finally connected the dots because I've been talking about Taylor a lot more since she's back. And he was like, wait, he was like, this is a party house girl. <laughs> party house. He so, has so many crazy references for me. He now has another thing to hate on about you aside from your cooking. It's all good. That's the thing. The more he hates, the more I love him because it's just like, you just want to be my friend. He does. And I'm friends with his wife now. We have our own friendship. Mm-hmm. She sends me pictures when they go on vacation and stuff. Brianna's mom. Yep. Brianna's like, why are y'all texting each other without like me as the person in between? It's we got so this. Weird. My mom, like, <laughs> she sent me a picture of Taylor. And I'm like, why are you sending me pictures of my friends? Like, huh? <laughs> Anyways, love it. Actually, love it. <laughs> I had to send her my graduation pictures. I was like, I texted all these pictures my pictures. I didn't text them <laughs> to Miss Mitchell. What? She loves it. But that's that's where I learned um, how to be a good friend and how to make sure you have good people around you. My mother has instilled that in me and to this day has some some friends from her childhood from first and second grade. So that is that's my inspiration mm-hmm. um, for being a good friend, um, showing up for the people that I care about. Facts. But that's what, you know, we went to uh, dinner with Brianna mom and her friend group so we were kind of just like the guest their guest but I told Brie I was like going to dinner with them was so inspirational because it was like this is this is what we get to look forward to like this it's not a punishment to be their age they're going on girls trips Mm -hmm. they're leaving the husbands at home having dinner getting drinks like just living their best and still going to bed by nine literally (laughs) that's my favorite part they still get in the bed by nine and ten o'clock one thing about Taylor, she is a grandma, has been <laughs> since college. Okay, this lady in bed by 10, up at 6 in the morning, if not before. Yeah. One thing about me, I need my sleep, okay? <laughs> I'm a night owl, so it's it's a little rocky sometimes. But I, I got here, I was up by 9.30. She was. by 11, so I can do it when necessary. <laughs> See, and it's the balance thing. Like, yeah. that's one of the things in our friendship that we learned. A lot of times... I wake up to her text and she wakes up to mine because there's just no way that I'm staying up till midnight to get a text. And there's no way that she's staying up till 7 a.m. to receive it. Like, it's just not happening, Uh, but it still works because my body just follows the sun. Hers is more connected with the moon. It is what it is. And then on top of that, when I was in Cali, she would call me. But she doesn't realize now, I'm not three hours behind you. You can't be calling me at 1.30 in the morning. That was the craziest thing when she was in Cali. It was perfect because she would she would get up at her, like, early time in Cali. And I would, like, just be waking up mm-hmm. because it would be, like, what, 12 over here. And it's, like, normal for her to be up early. So it works out perfectly then. And it still works out now. I feel bad sometimes when I'm, like sending her paragraphs at like three in the morning. But I'm like, she'll she'll read them when she's ready, when she wakes up. She right. does the same thing to me when she's up the ass crack of dawn. Exactly. Sending me paragraphs and I just roll over and I'm like, oh, okay. What, what do we have today? Right. <laughs> what is the tea of the day? Yes, but it's it's a great balance. It works. We're teaching Brie how to use voice memos though. Oh my God. I mean, I guess the podcast is also a good thing. Yes. I hate the sound of my voice um it's gotten better though because i've done a lot of recordings fake simulations talking to to fake patient actors things like that so i've heard my voice a lot more getting more comfortable with it so the voice memos they're they're on their way (laughs) yes especially because like 
if Brie feels like she needs to like pour into me or if she has something going on and she needs to explain it, I'd be like, look, I appreciate every single word that you took the time to write. I just know though, had you used a voice memo, you would have saved two minutes off of your time. Yeah. Especially because it's like, I'm also getting to know like her ADHD, how it shows up. Because I have friends. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends, other friends that actually have ADHD as well. So like when she told me when I got back, I wasn't surprised. I was like, yeah, my two of my closest friends have ADHD. You're not new. Welcome to the party, <laughs> you know. But you have to kind of get to know their form of ADHD, what makes them tick specifically. And the time thing, you know, I'm so big on time, but sometimes I know if she's running late, it's not necessarily because she's intentionally running late. It's like sometimes she, her brain just gets distracted. So it's like little things like that. So distracted. And I don't like, I really don't know how long it takes you to do certain things. I'm like, uh, 30 minutes is enough time. And it takes me an hour. So that has been my own learning process because I actually recently just got diagnosed um, this year. So like after how many years of school, like, I've been living right. <laughs> with ADHD, so it's been um, a learning process for sure, but it's it's a relief in a sense because I used to get so frustrated with certain things, and now it's like, oh, I have an answer for it. I have ADHD. So it, it gives me um, a lot more grace in things, and I've been thankful to have a friend who, who knows how to deal with people with ADHD. <laughs> I mean, well, we'll have a Cali episode for sure, but it's yeah. just like a lot of the stuff, you know, when I went, when I left and I had to make new friends, the friends that I made trained me on how to be better friends mm. for the people that I'm with now. And like the friendships that I have with my two main people out there um, who are no longer out there, whatever, it's a thing. But <laughs> those people, my law school friends, they got me ready to come back. They made me a lot more self-aware. Um just about mental health in general and watching them walk through their own paths as well. And so really like even with any of them, I think sometimes it's shocking when I'm like, I've seen that before. Right. Uh, like I know what that's like, but it's like I I have two other people in my life who went through those transitions. I got to witness it. I got to learn how to be better to them with my own stuff, yeah. you know? So. No, that's important. Mental health is no joke, we take it very seriously around yes. these parts because it is a learning process, learning yourself, other people, other people take. Absolutely. Um, it can be a scary, dark place, but um, we move, we work through it, we don't hide from it. Mm -hmm. It is real, so. This is a safe space. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. Brino safety is one of my big words. So. Ooh, it's important because sometimes you're like, why, why can't I just let go? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it really is because you just don't feel safe and you have to listen to to yourself in those moments and not push. Um, it is a struggle. Yes, agreed. But it's all right. We're still here. We and here. as you can see, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So much stuff. Oh, my God. We could go on and on. Lots of good tea. Brie and I, well, first of all, it's interesting because for a person with ADHD, she's learned to be a lot more organized. I've actually gotten like some organization stuff from her. Mm -hmm. So like both of us on our notes app have folders. I, I mean, there's probably like 20 folders, but now every <laughs> note has a purpose. It's like this one goes here, this one goes there. And so one of my folders is just like quotes that like she'll say, I'll say, or like she'll share with me from other people. Like, so I have these lists of quotes and it's like, dang, that's going to be an episode. Dang, I'm gonna, I got to run that back. I got to say that like on the episode. Yeah. So like yeah. we got a lot of stuff 
to show? You want to drop some tea? Tell the people what they got to look forward to? Yeah. So some of the topics, I mean, music is one thing that unites us. So I don't even know where that's going to go. Probably will be throughout every single episode. We'll be talking about music in some way, shape or form. Um, Mental health, of course. I think we're going to have multiple episodes, Mm -hmm. different things, anxiety, depression, ADHD, um, professional school blues, because that (laughs) that might need two episodes, to be honest. No, for (laughs) real. For real. <laughs> it's a struggle. Um, our spiritual journeys, because they have, when we were separated physically, they kind of took their own paths. Mm-hmm. We'll come together sometimes, um, but now for sure we are kind of like doing this little dance. We're like, sometimes we'll be really, really in tune with each other and sometimes we won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we come back. So it's just like a, kind of like a beautiful weaving in and out that it's going to, I don't even know where that's going to go. So Sure, there'll be multiple episodes on that, but at least one kind of like talking about how our spiritual journeys kind of like align and collide sometimes. Um, parents and parent, parenting. Um, yeah. Parents. That has been something that as we get older is like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff there that we need to unpack individually, um, talk through it with each other, get each mm-hmm. other's perspectives, things like that. Similarities, differences, all of that. Is there too much loyalty? Is there such a thing as too much loyalty? Um, relationships, friendships. Woo. It's 2022. Are we still ghosting? <laughs> that is a personal attack on me. Wow. I didn't even know that was there. Yes, I'm still ghosting. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. And you know who you are if you're listening. To this. <laughs> <laughs> Accountability and relationships. Um, like manifesting and what are we going to do if this podcast shit actually takes off oh that's going to be crazy yeah it's possible it's very possible <laughs> we gotta actually do that episode probably sooner than the other ones because we don't want to do it once we actually do yeah i think that brie and i as we've gotten to know our spiritual selves th- this podcast is going to do something this this thing is going to jump off. It's going to jump off for the right crew of people, mm-hmm. um, for whoever our niche environment is. That's who's going to love it. That's who we're going to work with. And, like, the goal is to touch one person every episode. It's yeah. not to touch a thousand people. And so, but that's usually how it happens, you right. know? It's just one person hears it, gets something from it, passes it on to the next. Exactly. Um, so I love that. And it's it's literally happened so naturally. We quite literally just sat down like I was like do you have anything to talk about do you have any notes and she's like no do you and I'm like no but here we are winging it we knew it was going to be an introduction episode um just getting to know us and a little like preview of what's to come things we talk about the ways in which we talk about them so I'm so excited Oh yes, and then we have to talk about wine, man. Oh, yeah. I can't. I'm sorry. That's... She is. She is a wine girl. I mean, I am too, but she knows the ins and outs. Yeah, California did it to me. Love it. Definitely. Love it. Well, all right. I think it's time to wrap up our first episode. I know. Oh my god! The last time we were here, we couldn't even get the mics on. Oh my god! It was a struggle. It wasn't our fault, though. I'm convinced it wasn't our fault. No. Somebody plug things in the wrong places and it was a struggle but we're back still not prepared but better every time exactly no better every time (laughs) and i think it was good to come in kind of the first episode just kind of like blah laying it all out there Mm -hmm. um, because 
we are excited to get started. And sometimes you just have to take that first step, not even knowing what's going to be, you know, on the other side. Exactly. Consider the step taken. Yay! It has been so lovely saying hello. Hey, how you doing? And I hope that you guys uh, look forward to what we got coming next. Because when we get on a roll, we're going to be on a roll. So I suggest you keep up because, you know, when I start, you know, rocking designer a little more often, don't don't be asking me, you know, what's going on. We start having little commercials in between. No for sponsorships. Facts. We're putting all of that into the universe. Yes. There's there's no limit. There's no height that we can't reach. Exactly. It was lovely to meet y'all. Yep. And we'll see y'all.